When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Welcome in to the week nine edition of Red and Blue Smoke. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, my co-host, Greg Jones, who has gone north for the week. He is up in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Greg, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. Yeah, man, it's beautiful up here at this time of the year. So I just had to had to weasel my way up here and uh, catch a a race at, at Keeneland before they uh, closed down the October meet and moved to uh, Churchill. Uh, so, yeah, man, just a little mini vacation. It's uh, it's nice to have those. A little, uh, what do they call it? Like a, not a sabbatical because you're still working. We're working right now. What, what are they, what, what's the. Uh... A sabbatical is in that like you get paid to not work. Oh, maybe it is. I guess I guess the sabbatical is just like a fancy way of taking PTO, um, like a little siesta. Yeah, I, mean, I you know my mom loves to uh, be the boss uh, when I'm gone, so I, I let her be the boss on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I got to be the boss on Thursdays and Fridays. There you go. Um, so uh, Greg is up as I like to call it, um, doing uh, rich people NASCAR with the horse racing. You know, it's a <laughs> It's a vehicle yeah, that good, goes in a circle. Insurance, yeah, I, you got to have those good insurance policies. Also, you got to have a good, good accountant and a good insurance uh, policy if you want to get involved with the horses. It's two, uh, but no, it's fun. We're we're actually going to uh, go to the racetrack today, and uh, we were thinking about trying to squeeze nine holes in, but uh, I'm going to go to Churchill in the morning. Uh, my mom packed packed her some carrots and some apples and some peppermints, so uh, we're going to go nice. um, see her and. Uh, get her, uh, get her some peppermints and give her a little pep talk. She, uh, she worked out the gate yesterday. And so she's, uh, she's getting pretty close. So she might be racing here, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So it's, uh, it's exciting time. It's like, you know, kind of building a franchise. Hopefully the franchise doesn't falter on the first race. (laughs) You're doing, you're doing your own like NCAA football road to glory, but with a horse. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. that's pretty great. So when you say peppermint, do you mean like actual candy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, oh, they love the peppermints now. Okay. All right, that's peppermints cool. and donuts and pop tarts. It sounds like my kids, pretty yeah. much. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, that's uh, I got to take care of my child, and they're like, "Oh, well, how old is your child?" I'm like, "Oh, she's a two year old." <laughs> my she's uh, uh she's out of Constitution, so uh she's she's a maybe baby so she's she's on the smaller side oh okay well like like yeah she's a horse yeah my child <laughs> is a horse what percentile in weight is she how what percentile is her head <laughs> circumference yeah she's a she's a smaller filly she, but no she's feisty uh 
they, the trainer sent me a video the other day and uh, um, that was just kind of a, um, they, they work in tandems with each other and uh, the horse was trying trying to pass her and she didn't like uh, the, the other horse pass her. And like, she almost, she kind of nipped at him a couple times. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So, uh, so it's good to have those feisty fillies. That's what you're looking for. Feisty fillies. Hey, you know what they say, Greg Robin's racing, baby. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's feisty now. You got to watch her. Uh, speaking of feisty, uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, pretty feisty this year, pretty salty. Um, talked about it yesterday with, with David Brandt of the Associated Press on uh, this week's episode of Daytime Fireworks. And I'm interested to get your take on this team. Um, I, I just love the demeanor and just the the mentality of this football team. They seem to just be incredibly tough mentally and they continue to just win games. Uh, we talked about it last week, um, you know, against Arkansas and, um, you know, just, just, just gritty. It's been a second half team, which is, which is wild for a Lane Kiffin team because early years, you know, outside of COVID, outside of the COVID season, it was kind of a it was kind of a thing that was unfortunate for for Lane Kiffin Ole Miss teams where they would just kind of fade in the second half. The offense would kind of sputter. They would lose tight games. Not the case this year. They're outscoring opponents something like ninety something to thirty something. Um, they have been able to just close out teams, slam the door shut, win games in different ways. You know, we the LSU game shootout. They got it done. Defense got the stops when it needed down nine late, ended up winning the game. Arkansas, Jackson Dart was a little banged up, didn't have the best day offensively. Defense stepped up, got turnovers, sacks, tackles for loss. Same thing last Saturday against Auburn. Dart was, was you know, pedestrian for him. He wasn't bad, but um, ran the football effectively. Quinshawn Jukins had a big day, and that front seven of Pete Golding's defense continues to shine, you know, six and one heading into Vandy. What's your, what's your vibe on this Ole Miss team right now and how they're winning? Uh, they, they remind me of my favorite racehorse of all time. Uh, her name was Zenyatta. So what she would like to do is she would like to get in the race and just kind of hang out and be comfortable and get, you know, her strides in. And then all of a sudden, and whenever that came around the quarter pole and come down that stretch, you know, she turned it on. So, like, in the third and fourth quarter, they've literally, like you were saying, last year they were, you know, faltering, losing games, not closing games out. It just seems like they've got that – they really have the bend and not break mentality going right now. I think they've mm-hmm. kind of mattened – they've really mastered that because, you know, at, at one point at, – at some points in the Auburn game, you know, it was kind of nervy, but – that's always with every Ole Miss game. So, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll have a nervy moment with Vandy this week. I mean, I hope not, but, um, but no, that just comes with the territory with the Rebs. But no, I, I, I love this team right now. And, you know, they've proven me wrong. And that's what it was going to have to take for me, uh, to be a believer. You know, I mean, like, I know Dion was like, y'all believe now after the first game? No, I mean, you, I don't believe now. You know, it's the it was your first game, you know. So, no, I, you can really tell that. I mean, I love Pete Golden. I mean, I, I really feel like, you know, he uh, he's, he's just kind of taken over that defense and put it on a new level. And, you know, we, we are in the spots we need to be sometime, now. Uh, I know there was some times in – where we, you know, it would be a missed coverage. We really hadn't had any blown coverages or 
any kind of catastrophic. I mean, I know that um, that fourth down where Auburn scored, you know, we didn't have the safety over the top. But, I mean, you know, we made that adjustment, and that play never happened ever again. And, um, man, Auburn's bad. Whew, man. Oh, I yeah, mean, I, I, they, I, I wouldn't want to play Auburn every time at night at Jordan Hare, but I'd love to play them uh, 10, uh, 10 times out of the year for sure, man. Um, I don't know if it's a – They've got oof. issues. Yeah, I mean, you know – it's, it's, it's tough to be successful in the SEC if you don't have good quarterback play, and they do not have good quarterback play. Yeah, and that's how Freeze has, you know, made his money over the years. He's had good quarterback backs you know throughout you know his team so man i mean when they were like running the ball on third and six like trying to i mean, I mean they couldn't even complete like a little small hitch route Ooh. but yeah it, it's great to see you know hate it hate it for them but you know it's just it, that's what the 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 kind of college game is you know you're like hey we need to hire a new coach and the coach needs to come in and immediately start automatically winning that's not going to happen all the time so I, I mean, you know, it happened with Kiffin because, you know, he had a good quarterback. And, you know, it's not happening with Freeze because he doesn't have a good quarterback. So, um, yeah, no, I just love this team's character. And, you know, they've proved me wrong. And I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a definitely a believer after 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 the, you know, the win in Auburn because, you know, at times it was a terrible game. You're like, God, if we can just somehow, some way, and the next thing you know, we put two touchdowns on the board and we're up 14 points. And, you know, we, I really wish we didn't give up the last touchdown. I mean, that just, <laughs> and that's the first thing Kiffin said. That was literally the first thing Kiffin said. He's like, well, you know, we gave up that last touchdown at the end, you know, but, uh, you know, wins a win and it's being, and it's nice, you know, in the fourth quarter being up two touchdowns. Um, so you can, you can, you know, gamble a little bit more on defense and, uh, you know, our front four gets after it. So, uh, love how the defense is playing and, you know, man, I'm not going to say it, but uh, if we can play a good game against A&M, I mean, who knows what can happen in uh, Athens. It's uh, It's been a lot of attention comes with Lane Kiffin. It's all about offense. He's an offensive guy. It's natural. People love to talk about Kiffin. He has that online persona. He is, uh, you know, he's, he's great for a quote or two. I think... The story, though, this year has been Pete Golding and what he's done with this defense in this short amount of time. You know, they hit the portal hard as soon as he was hired. They added some really experienced, uh, older pieces to the secondary. They were able to get Isaac Ukwu from James Madison, which, by the way, oh, my God, dude, JMU is just a damn wagon this year. They are lights out. Um they're they're clicking on all cylinders on that front seven, and just imagine if they had Uku still there. Um, but you get you yeah, know, guys... our front four. I think uh, I think our front four are all NFL prospects. I, I mean, I, I think I saw a tweet the other day that I mean they Pagini and CJ John. I mean, I think they're all four of them are, are NFL talent. I mean, it's it, they play well as a unit, and I think the scheme is just tailor-made for the personnel and kind of what everybody's good at. And it's really worked out with, you know, Stephen Wynn, Joshua Harris, and then the the returners in, in Cedric Johnson, Jared Ivey, 
JJ Pegues, uh, they've been really good. And then Kari Coleman in year two with, with Ole Miss, he's taken a step. You know, we know about Suntarian Perkins and how good he is, you know, five-star player. He's been as advertised in his first year, but they're fifth in the country in sacks, ninth in the country in tackles for loss. I think that's what's been the difference. Last year, could not get to the quarterback, could not get home, struggled in that part of the game, but they've been really good defensively up front, creating pressure, creating havoc and chaos, and then the back end, you know, you saw last week, John Saunders, uh, Zamari Walton got picks. Um, they got a pick, a, a big interception late in the Arkansas game. Um, they were able to get after Jane Daniels and create issues for him. So that's, to me, that's been the story this year for this team and, and why they've been able to close out games and why they're six and one. I mean, the, the lone loss on the season, Greg, was at Alabama. The defense was not the issue that day. The defense was great. Um, held Bama in check for most of the game. The offense just could not get going. So everything's still in front of this team. And I'm excited to see how they close out. You, you mentioned the Georgia game. That's a free shot. You get by Vandy. You get by A&M at home. You head into Athens 8-1. and one, Probably a good chance if Georgia doesn't falter of a top 10 matchup there between the hedges. That's going to be a doozy. Yeah, I mean, it's just – and why not roll the dice and take and just throw the kitchen sink at it, you know, because, um, I, I, you know, if you told me 8-1 um, and one heading into Athens, I would be like, uh, how much of my years of life do I have to give away or how much money do I have to give you to, to you know, for that to happen? But, yeah, man, I mean, it's uh, it's house money when you're 8-1 and one heading into Athens because – you know, with the, with them not having Brock Bowers, and, man, do you honestly think he would come back and play? I mean, after knowing that he's a – I mean, I mean, he's got millions in his pocket. Would would you chance that? Uh, so, I've been saying that to people, and it's hard because I know how I – you know, I never played college football, but I, I played in high school and whatever. I'm a – you know, I don't like to lose. I'm a competitor. But, man, if you're in that position like he is, which I'll never know what it's like to be in that position and have to make this decision. But he comes off as probably a really good teammate. So I'm really feeling like yeah. that like he literally yeah. is like, hey, I just can't bail on my team like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Brock Bowers personally, but I'm sure he wants to get out there and play. But whether he's out for the year or he waits until he feels close to 100%, because I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how good the doctors are. Coming out and playing right after tightrope surgery is hard as a position yeah. player. I mean, any you're... surgery. Any surgery. I mean, like, yeah. any surgery. I, I mean, I just. Mean, I, I know that technology and lasers and everything are doing everything, like, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I, I, I don't just... know. I mean, that's, just, that's a big chance to take. Yeah, because just what what they ask him to do and just how big a piece of the offense he is, like he is, he's asked to do a lot. And fresh off of that kind of surgery, that's going to be a lot of stress on that on that muscle and those and those tendons and ligaments and whatever. But I don't know. I don't know if he's out for the year or if he's going to wait and, and maybe he comes back to that Tennessee game. I don't know. But that's man, that's risky. Because he's a surefire first-round pick. I mean, there's no question. He is 
he is going to be taken in the first 15 picks, maybe first 10. I mean, he, he he's a certified dude. That's the thing, you're Greg. Also, if, you're also if he doesn't, to, if he doesn't also, play, yeah, like their offense is is not very explosive. No, I mean they don't have any like guys that you know scare you. Uh, I mean they're, uh, I mean the running game is going to be there for sure because you know that offensive line is pretty solid. But uh, I mean, I mean I, I don't know. I just I, we're 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 looking way too forward and we're you know kind of reaching right now, but. I mean, you know, we got to handle business with Vandy first. And then, you know, Texas yeah. A&M, you know, is always giving, you know, uh, us problems. And, you know, they have talent on both sides of the ball. So, it's not like, you know, we're going to be two touchdown favorite, you know, going in, you know, at, you know against A&M. So, uh, you just got to make sure you're in, stay in the moment, you know, and stay and take care of your own business. You know, like say – you do take care of your own business and you, you know, beat, you know, you went out and you go 11 and one and, you know, you got to just hope that the chips uh, fall right for you because I mean, if Alabama wins out, I mean, we're, we're really looking watching the SEC championship game and hoping that we can get in the playoff, but you just got to, I feel like, you know, this is the type of team that they're in the moment, the, uh, the bend, but don't break mentality going, but, and another thing like Kiffin's never had a really good defense coordinator that is willing to say hey look if if i give up 14 points you're going to win this football game and i think pete golden is almost has that mentality to where he can only you know try to give up 14 to 21 points and get a get a win nine times out of ten i think that's kind of the the way the the team's being uh sculpted and you know uh i, I like it I, I think it's uh i think it's working good i just think that we can just hold on to this uh, momentum that we got, you know, because, you know, big wins over uh, LSU, a big win. I mean, I know Arkansas was down, but still, I mean, that's a, you know, that's all those, the the Arkansas and Auburn game were are straight up trap games for any Ole Miss team, any other year. And uh, yeah. to get out, to get out of those traps and uh, you know, not have any injuries or anything like that and coming home for homecoming against Vandy. And then, having A&M at home and knowing your home record, uh, you got to feel good about your spot, you know? So I, I like where the, where the team is right now. And I just can't be more happier because, you know, I was proved wrong. I, I, I will admit I, I was scared about this team, but Jackson Dart has uh, shown that it, man, he's a dog, you know, and Judkins is getting the running game. I know there was a couple of times in the Auburn game where, you know, we kept running it up the middle and doing, and like, you know, I'm like, why are we doing this? But I see why we do that because it frees up that safety to come up to try to stop the run. And we have that over the top uh, shoulder pass with, uh, with Dart to, to, uh, uh, to Trey Harris is just, that was what a perfect, I mean, throw and catch and play call and everything. So you just got to trust the process, man. Yeah, I think they're they're kind of hitting their stride at the right time. You mentioned Judkins; he seems to be a hundred percent now and running with some some attitude. It's like he ran angry the other night. He was fired up to play against Auburn, a team that you know, like Alabama, passed on him in recruiting. Didn't think he was good enough. He looked like he was trying to prove a point. And then, yeah, Trey Harris, Zachary Franklin got in the end zone. Yeah, I will say, like the first three games, you could tell there was something going on with the team. But whatever they got, whatever they had going on with the problems, they've definitely ironed it out. And uh, I think they're about to hit their stride. And 
you know, uh, make their move and, you know, close to the finish line. Yeah. I, I mentioned, uh, Zachary Franklin, who's been just battling coming back from that knee scope and trying to be productive, you know, huge get out of the portal. You know, he got in the end zone Saturday. He he's the leader in, uh, all-time touchdowns right now in college football, the, the active leader in touchdowns. He has 38 career touchdowns now. He is uh, – that's tops among active players. Um, good to have him kind of on the opposite side of Trey Harris as a dude that can get downfield, especially with Jordan Watkins with the broken hand. He's coming back from that. And then Caden Priestcorn, I, I mean, just can't say enough about that dude. Went yeah, through- he, he's been a difference maker. I think, he, well, I think him getting back in the lineup has definitely – definitely helped that offense i mean like he's gotten on the edge and manhandled some corners oh man that's i mean that's what i think is so big his blocking in the run game i mean he's a great receiver of the football he made some big catches saturday but yeah he's a huge part of them being able to run the football effectively yeah and, and he's always it seems like he's always wide open on those underneath routes because um either trey harris is going long or the jordan watkins is you know, coming across the riddle. But, yeah, I think uh, having a, a good tight end that's a threat has really helped this offense out a lot. Looking ahead to Saturday, night game. We know about Ole Miss's record, night games. have been really good under Lane Kiffin. Looking to add another dub to that. Saturday, 630, SEC Network. The line is, is pretty big, Greg. It's at 24 and a half. I'm taking Vandy to cover this. This is kind of a, a letdown look ahead sandwich here for Ole Miss. You, you're coming off the big emotional road win at Auburn, and then you've got A&M next week. Big opportunity there against a talented bunch. I, I mean, I, I don't think this one's ever in doubt. I don't think this one's ever in question, but I think the number's too big, and I, I like A.J. Swan and Will Shepard and Landon Humphrey, uh, London Humphreys and they can throw it around a little bit. I, I, I like Ole Miss to win this one, you know, maybe like 41-20 or 38-20. I, I I think it's a comfortable SEC win. You move to 7-1 and, one and, and and look ahead to the Aggies. Yeah, I'm hoping for like, I don't know, maybe 28-7 to seven at halftime and bring in Spencer Sanders and uh, turn up the flame and maybe win 54-20. to fifty four to 20. Okay, yeah. So you like a cover here? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know you. I agree with you that it's a lot of points, but I mean, you know, Vandy uh, has always uh, been a thorn in the side. But you know, I just, man, I just why, why not run up the score? Why not, you know, let everybody know that this team's for real, and then you know, kind of crack creep into the top seven or top, you know, um, top seven or top six in the in the AP poll. Why not? Yeah, I'm uh this is it, the mantra stays the same here. Survive in advance. Just just get a win, stay healthy, get ready for next week. All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the grub segment of the show. Playing Vandy, of course. We're going to talk about Nashville hot chicken. So sit tight. We'll be right back with our hot chicken talk. Oh, oh, oh. 
The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.
And we are back here on Red and Blue Smoke. Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market here with us. Before we get started talking hot chicken, I do want to remind you of Greg and the folks over at LB's 2008 University Avenue. Go check them out. Get your protein for this weekend's game against Vandy. Get it for for Texas A&M. The, uh, the Aggies, 11 a.m. kick, so maybe you want to go ahead and get some steaks, get some burgers, get some sausage, whatever. Go to the game, get back to the house, grill out, get ready for the night slate. Um, all of that and more at LB's Meat Market. Make sure when you go, check out that uh, check out the cooler. Make sure you uh, you don't miss out on some uh, some good deals over there. Get you some uh, maybe some some chicken, maybe some you know smoky bacon burgers. All of that. Greg's got it all. Go see them. Check out what they got behind the glass and. Uh, Get you ready for the weekend. Yeah, right. I mean, the uh, lane trains are always uh, two for 20 on Wednesdays and Sundays. So, yeah, get some fresh can't, seafood. Can't beat that. I made some duck. I made some flying pig and some uh, spicy duck sausage this week. So, yeah, it's uh, we're stocked up. Yeah, get you some duck poppers. Anyway, we started doing chicken kebabs. Kebabs. Oh, yeah. Those are Those are so easy, and they take no time. Yeah, we do that Joyce Farms uh, chick, uh, thigh, um, boneless uh, thigh meat. Oh, I'm a I'm a big thigh meat guy on the, on the kebabs. Kebabs. How do you spell kebabs? Is there a right way to do kebabs? I believe it is just a. Is it K A B B? So okay, so I think it's like it can be smelt, uh spelled multiple ways. So it's like K E B A B, K A B O B. K E B A P. I think it's just wherever you live. I think it's just wherever I, you live. So I was gonna say when I lived in New York, with you know halal and and just all different types of ethnicities and, and different cultures, it was always spelled differently. Um, I always remember now. Now that you asked me how I, how to spell it, I it's all like coming back to me now of like seeing it spelled different ways all over town. Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, I love how everybody pronounces it. Like they're. Every, I think it's like the most different pronounced word of all time. Yeah, it, so it's like Middle Eastern is kind of where it originates from, like Iranian Turkish cuisine. Um, like shish kebab is like a like like skewered or like a doner kebab, like with bread. Um, which is big north of the border in Canada. So, yeah, I think it's just like a geographical thing almost. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I follow Instagram uh, where they make a bunch of kebabs, and I think literally they just they, – they put, like, ground meat on the kebabs and put vegetables around it, and literally, like, when they serve it on the plate, they just pull the, the kebab off onto the plate, and it's just, like, kebab meat on, like, yellow rice. It looks really, really good. I'm a big kebab fan. Like chicken with like onions and like some some bell peppers. Like it's it's undefeated. So we did uh, we did the lane train kebab the other day, and uh, I did a mushroom and a whole jalapeno, like a whole slice Mm. jalapeno, like a fret, like I I cut it like thicker. So like I don't know. I mean, of course, it's a jalapeno spicy with the speed, seeds and everything, but like mm-hmm. it gives you gives it a like a good profile flavor with the 
the Hoover sauce and the steak seasoning and the mushroom and the bacon with the wrap, I mean, wrapped with a, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. I like a good grilled jalapeno. I like that too. Get a little char, a little blackened. Can't beat that. Like this, like a charred skin of a jalapeno is pretty, pretty tasty. Oh yeah. That's what, that was, that's what makes a good uh, salsa is charring oh, yeah. your uh, bell peppers and peppers and stuff before you Throw blend it in them. a food processor. That's right. A little smoke. All right. Um, so hot chicken, I, I didn't really dabble in it until living in Nashville. I never really sought it out throughout my life until living here. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a very deceptive dish where depending on how it's prepared, most people around Nashville, it's got a little bit of a, it's got a, got a little bit of like a, uh, decept deception to it where you, you kind of get like a little bit of like a sweetness with the sauce, but then like all the different layers of pepper just come rushing in and it is brutal. Um, I think it's more brutal on the stomach <laughs> and uh you know coming out if you will more so than like i i handle spice pretty well like i'm not saying that hot chicken doesn't affect me like it absolutely does but yeah i think it's more so like after the fact when it's tough but um you know it's it's like a cayenne like nashville style is is technically like cayenne butter sauce um like brined and like buttermilk and then there's like pepper spiced, uh, like a flour mixture. Um, so like, I remember I went to Bolton's, uh, which is in East Nashville. It's a popular place. They really do hot fish really well. I'm a big fan of hot catfish, but hot catfish. I like the sounds of that. The one, I don't think she was an owner, but when I went like the first time I went Greg and, and I ordered medium and she was like, you sure. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I could hear like, two or three women in the back cackling when I said that, and I should have known. Um, it, it got me pretty good, but I remember asking her, you know, hey, how do y'all prepare it? Like, what's kind of the trick? Or, you know, you don't have to tell me your secret, but she was like, it's basically like every level of prep is hot. Like, there is no, like, you don't skip a beat. Like, every, like, brine, um, you know, coating it in the flour mixture, like, everything has heat at every single level. And I think that's what makes it like every layer of a bite has the heat to it. Um, so, so you're basically telling me I need a little scoop of ice cream after I try this <laughs> hot, hot fish. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never found anything that actually helps. Like you see people do like milk. I, I don't think that helps. Cold water doesn't help. Hot water doesn't help. Ice doesn't help. It's just hot. It's just going to suck for about 30 minutes. Um, but but I mean it's good for your uh, it's good for your uh, sinuses. I mean it cleans you yeah. out. I mean you know. Oh yeah. Um. I mean so you got medium and it was hot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was it so was what, hot enough to work. What what are the other options? Uh, so they have mild, medium, hot, and the, you know most people have like blazing or toxic or you know hell or whatever. But and they, and they, and, and, were they just kind of like making fun of you for getting mild? Oh no, I got medium. But oh, medium. I, okay, well, I'm just yeah, they 
I got I, I had some street craft out. Like I they they dap me up after because I you know I I survived. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was bad wow. enough to where like I was I was eating it and like crying and like didn't know I was crying. Like tears Man, were like. You gotta, you gotta send me this link. I'm gonna have to uh, drive through Nashville when I drive through Nashville. I haven't got to hit this up. I, I love. I, I mean, I love catfish. I love catfish. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm a big it's, catfish. It's legit. Fried catfish I mean. is my thing. All right, final segment here, red and blue smoke. We're going to run through the SEC pick games for week nine. South Carolina at Texas A&M, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Aggies giving 14 here. I feel like this is uh, two teams going in opposite directions here. Yeah. Uh, hope, uh, I don't know. What happened to South Carolina? I just – I mean – Injuries, offensive line's bad, and they just don't let Rattler do his thing. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, I'm gonna take Texas A&M here because they're they're good against bad teams. Yeah, at home. Um, I don't know if Carolina's gonna quit. I don't know if we're in quit territory yet, but they're just not good right now. All right, two thirty, CBS, Jacksonville, Duval County, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Georgia Bulldogs, Florida Gators, Georgia given 14 and a half here. I've seen a lot of people on Florida for this one. I still don't believe in Graham Mertz or Billy Napier. I feel like Florida's going to try to muddy this one up, but I kind of feel like Georgia clips them here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I feel like people are, are kind of doubting Georgia, and why not uh, put a statement win out against a, good, a big rival? So, I'm going to take Georgia here. I like it. I yeah, this just feels like a game where Kirby is going to outcoach Napier and they're going to be super physical and it'll be out of hand quick. But it's always a weird rivalry. Last year was weird. Georgia ran away with it late, so we'll see. Also at 2.30 SEC Network, oh, talk about gross factory here. Mississippi State on the Plains playing Auburn. Mississippi State put up seven points last week, Greg, in a 7-3 win over Arkansas. I don't know about you. Mississippi but State's getting under. Yeah, the total is only 43 and a half. Mississippi State's God. getting six and a half. I'm going to gobble those points up and I'm going to take Mississippi State outright. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen ninth grade football teams better than Auburn, what Auburn put out last week. I mean, like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, it was, I mean, Everything was, you know, I mean, they could, uh, I, I, like I said, I want to take Mississippi State in the under, and I think the score is going to be three to two. All right. Little, uh, little nod to a, a throwback. What was that, like, 07, 08 when that, yeah, one that happened? Yeah, that was Prune, yeah. Uh, it was three to, yeah, it was three, three to two, wasn't it? Yep, it was three to two. I can't. I was in college when it happened. I was. I was actually there. I was. Me and some buddies that drove down. We were visiting one of our good buddies who went to state, and <clears throat> we were in the uh, the end zone, which at the time was open. So we were we were standing outside the stadium. We'd already left because it was just we we weren't going to stay there and watch that. We were trying to beat the rush to the bar, and we sat and watched that that final drive, and it was pretty pathetic. But um. All right. I mean, you got to be really, really bad to 
to be three to two. I mean, that's. I mean, you got to be a really, really bad. I mean, and what's worse about it is those are two SEC programs. Yeah, yeah. Oh eight, two thousand eight was that one. Yeah, that was uh, brutal. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was a, 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 a you know a typo or something like like surely they didn't kick a field goal and give up a safety the whole game. It was special. It was special. All Only right. Mississippi State. <laughs> Speaking of special, the Tennessee offense has really hit some skids. They've had some injuries, and uh, first half against Bama, they were clicking, and then they just fell apart in the second half. They are at Kentucky this weekend, Kroger Field under the lights. Tennessee is giving three and a half here. I don't know if this is like the wrong team's favored type game. I kind of like Kentucky to keep it close. I still don't know what I think about Tennessee. I've, I, 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 like I was saying on my show yesterday with David Brandt. What happened in that? I don't know, man. It's like it's like a dad thing. Like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's like a. I mean, what happened in the second half against Alabama? I didn't get to watch that game. Oh, while dude, I was I, working, but I mean, Bama. Bama made right. some adjustments. Their defense is is really hitting its stride right now, and then just, I had a customer come in there like. Hey man, Tennessee's up on Alabama. I was like, no, they actually look really good. And I go, oh, well, I was like, this will work out perfect. Like Alabama gets clipped like this week. We yep. beat Auburn. I mean, yeah, it, it it was it was it, it was shaping up yeah. to be a big Saturday for Ole Miss fans because you need Alabama to trip up if you have a shot at getting to Atlanta. But it was not in the cards. But yeah, I don't know. I like Kentucky in this spot. What do you think? Of Kentucky. I mean, you know, Keeneland in the afternoon and in Kentucky football at night. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. What a night yeah. to be in Lexington. All right. That is going to do it for SEC Week 9. Greg and I both think the Rebs win Saturday. Greg thinks Ole Miss covers the number. I think Vandy ekes out a garbage touchdown and gets it done. But – we both think Ole Miss moves to 7-1, and one, setting up a big matchup against A&M in Week 10. Greg, we appreciate the time as always. Safe travels back to Oxford. Good luck with your Philly, and uh, we'll be back next week for another edition. Be sure to check out LB's Meat Market in Oxford, 2008 University Avenue. Go get you some meat. Also, thank you to all the other sponsors that bring this show to you, and we appreciate you, the listener, as always, for tuning in. So for Greg over there, I'm Zach. This has been Red and Blue Smoke. Till next week, we out.